0: Oh, it's crazy man maybe a year uh big up to everyone joining us this is 21 questions with a star uh in the building right about now and if you're just joining us this is the sit down um, insta live platform uh where we get guests on and we just unpack their story we unpack who they are with 21 questions or more uh a star has one pass card you have got one pass card he can use <laughs> only once <laughs> only once okay. one pass card to skip a question but um there or less, you can. He'll probably. I know he'll probably answer all the questions. He's ready to just open up and be an open book. And um, shout out to you because April twenty seventeen was the first ever sit down, and you was the first guest ever.
1: I'll never forget that day. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first
0: guest ever, and you know what? I never. I I'll, I'll talk about it in a second, but I never got to review of you how you found that day and how it was for you. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, I wanted to welcome anyone who is just joining us after this has taken place. If you're watching the replay, uh, welcome now. Make sure you share, make sure you comment on the IGTV. And anybody watching this now, it's going to be put on IGTV and YouTube and podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify podcast, all over the gaff. So make sure you go check out um, through the link in our bio, all the other episodes that we've done. All right, So let's get it cracking. Let me get this camera straight. Hard away, things set.
1: Do you have yeah. to get a um, pin thing as well?
0: Um, a pin.
1: Pin comment or something like that.
0: Um, it's showing at the top, but let me try. It, it might, Let me try one down here.
1: Awesome. Everyone who's watching. Actually, it now yeah, everyone. It. Okay, at the top, great. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, hopefully,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start off with. Um, you've got a quick, quick fire session. So quick fire session about twelve questions, just as they come to your head. Answer them. Don't think about them too much. Are you set? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, let's go. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, so what was your best... What's been your best reload ever on a set? Uh,
1: my best reload <laughs> has to be... I was born and raised in the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's <interesting. laughs> so easy. Yeah. So, so the first time you dropped that, did it get a reload? How did you know you could keep dropping that?
1: First time I dropped it was um, the set that we did in 2008, one oh. day after Carnival.
0: In um, Fortin Heath. Yes, in the studio. Yeah.
1: That's where I met a lot of you guys for the first time. Like, yes. I, met, I, met, I know I met, I, no, no, I didn't meet Serena for the first time. I met Surrender for the first time. I met uh, you for the met, first time. Yeah, I met you. Yeah, yeah. you and your brother for the first time. Uh, I think I met Brewer for the first time. It was Governor that brought me to that set, and I didn't yeah. know anyone. I just said, okay, there's a few guys from Bibles Bibles here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's the first time I remember dropping it. After yeah. that, I remember dropping it on every set that we was doing, and even the next team 140 shows. Yeah, uh, That's where I remember dropping it, yeah.
0: Jeez, I remember that, man. Uh, I remember that. I, I think I still, I swear that set is actually online. It's on iTunes. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's on the next to one forty. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, can you remember your best set ever? That was the best reload. Can you remember your best
1: set? My best set where I know that I just. Where you? Bad.
0: Yeah, you like you sold it down.
1: Um. I can't remember. Uh, no. It it might. Ma- my fa- one of my favorite sets was Upright that's on YouTube. Oh come on! <laughs> um, I feel that was a classic just because, like, uh, I got you know privileged to organize that. Yeah. Uh, but that was one of my favorites. Where I thought, man, this is this is amazing. Where yeah, everyone yeah. was just in the same room, and that time we was running, we we came three hours late because we had to go to uh, Croydon to pick up Diego. Wow. Um, and oh, we yeah. I yeah. got there three hours late. And then, you know, so it's supposed to be from 6 to 9. And then we got there around 9 o'clock. And it started from 9 to, like, midnight or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. But, is, yeah, that, that was one of my favourite sets that I can remember. I think I've been part of a lot of sets. So, yeah. That's when that stands out. Nice, nice, yeah.
0: nice. Um, when are you the happiest?
1: A lot of times. Uh, but one of the times is... Um, in the booth. Okay. Just recorded. Yeah, just that's like a therapy session for me. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Right. I, I know that feeling. Uh, what's your lockdown cheat meal at the moment, or over twenty twenty? What was your lockdown cheat meal?
1: Over twenty twenty, I had a lot of cheat meals, uh, but now we're doing for January, so we're not doing cheat. Our cheat meals like burger, but like vegan burger. So,
0: what was it in 2020? What was you always going back to? I,
1: I, we was... Because obviously, like, Debo was pregnant during like, most of 2020. Yeah. So we was, like, Caribbean food, I guess. I was just... Ooh, yeah, Caribbean come was, on. was my... Yeah. Come on. L- Late Caribbean was my my, my cheetah. yeah.
0: Come on, come on. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Um... You said, I can't think. Best piece of advice I've ever received is... um, My wife always says it to me. I've never seen a righteous man beg for bread. Mm. And she says that to me a lot when it comes to me constantly feeling like I have to chase people when it comes to music and my craft. She Mm. absolutely hates it. Um, because <laughs> she's like, you're better than that and, you know, I, 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 I know what you're capable of and, mm. you know, you should never have to beg for, but, yeah, that that's that's kind of one of the best advice.
0: When you hear that, what does that how does it make you feel? It, does, it, does it help? Does it relax you?
1: It, yeah, it helps. It helps a lot of times, but, yeah, yeah also, because I'm like, I know it's the truth, do you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, yeah, but you don't get opportunities unless you go out and ask for them or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and all of these things, like, Staying back at, at concerts to meet certain artists and, and you know, and just what if they see me and recognize me? And, and you know what I'm saying? She, that, she shuts that down, man, because yeah. it's just a thing of, you know, she pushes me to know that you don't worry, do you know what I'm saying? When your time will come, your time will come. Me, time will come. Yeah.
0: Things, yeah, love it. Uh, one of your studio pet peeves, something you can't stand in the studio.
1: I don't like it when there's bare people in the studio and I'm recording. <laughs> um, if I've got a session with another... Uh, uh, if i got a session with a, uh, an engineer, it's just me and the engineer or me, the engineer and people that I bought for my session, like mm-hmm. guest artists or someone who's filming, sorry, or something like that. I don't like it when there's bare people in the studio and I have to perform because I don't, I can't give it my all.
0: Oh, okay. So you feel sure you're actually performing?
1: When I'm in the studio, when, when there's people there, you know I'm Yeah, I'm saying? But when it's just yeah. me and... Uh, me and, for example, Alex E are recording my whole album in his studio. When it's just me and him, it's just, it's like he's not there. Because obviously he's turned and facing the, the the computer and the booth is, the mic is behind him. So it's like it's just me. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it's a studio, it's cool when there's people in a room where they're, they're there for the purpose, but more time or, yeah, I just don't like people in the studio. Yeah.
0: Do you prefer, like, do you do you prefer? a separate booth for the mic or do you mind being inside the studio I'll, with the if, it, if, it, if,
1: if I prefer if I've got my own choice then a separate booth is definitely okay. the best okay. yeah yeah. Trust me.
0: Yeah, I prefer, yeah I prefer a booth because I can go yeah I like I like being enclosed yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but yeah. you get
1: to I've got to learn over the years that it's not the I used to think I need to be in a uh, what's the what's that what's famous studio called something road um, um, Abbey Road Abbey Road I need to be in Abbey Road studio and now nah, you could be in a bedroom studio and get good quality out of that yeah, so for me true, it's true. wherever now really yeah
0: yeah 100% um, Dubai or London
1: Dubai <laughs> yeah Dubai all day I wish I was there now
0: <laughs> <Just me. laughs> yeah. favourite item in your wardrobe uh
1: Hoodies, ah, okay. Yeah, with an S. Just they're just comfy. Uh, I don't wear a hood for a bad boy reason. Wear my hood, <laughs> my ears are freezing. Yeah, plug, comfort.
0: Plug. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what is what's one of your favorite songs of yours?
1: Ooh, doubts with favor. Okay, why one of my favorite songs that I listen to and I'm like, Oh, wheel it, wheel it, wheel it. <laughs> um, I think just favor is someone you can't slack when you go on the track with him. If you do, it will be heard, and people will say, Yeah, that's nah, just you know what I'm saying. So, with with, I think it's just uh, <laughs> how the track came about us two sitting yeah. down having a conversation. Um, and you know, we we always spoke, but we never spoke about that, it was always everything else, but. It was like elephant in the room kind of thing. One day we just sat mm-hmm. down in Nando's and we had a conversation about faith and, and all of that stuff. And and then eventually, you know, it came out about how he felt about the church and how he felt about faith and all that. And then us going from that to actually writing the lyrics, one session in two sessions in the studio. So one session, writing session in the studio, one session that we did on FaceTime, going back and forth, right? I got this sixteen. What are you writing next? Okay. And then the next one two sessions in the actual studio recording. Um listening back to a track and just how we went back to back and how he said something and it's a it's it's a skill having to say what you think yeah. but rhyming at the same time and having to go hard but articulating how you feel. That's a very difficult skill. Yeah. So Favor like showed me how it's done properly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm always I'll always be grateful for that man. Yeah. Hundred percent.
0: Big up Wayne Holmes in the building. Uh, at the moment, guys, we just, guys, we're just doing a quick fire questions. Nothing too long and then we're going to get into the meat. All right, I've got two or three more. Um, what's one great thing about Congo? Uh,
1: the fact that I'm speaking to you right now on this device. Uh, I don't know if I'd say it's a, it's a great thing exactly. but it's, it's, bittersweet. An unfortunate, it's bittersweet because I'm speaking to you right now through technology, through this phone, but I know that this phone, the fact that this phone is here and is that here in physical form, had a, had a lot to do with Congo. So mm. it's bittersweet.
0: Yeah, bittersweet. Um, what do you love most about Supermart?
1: I hate Supermart with all my guts. How, how dare you ask me that question? <laughs> how dare you? I hate Supermart. <laughs>
0: Why? come? What is A-Star, man? I swear, this is blasphemy. Why do you hate Supermarts?
1: Supermarket smells. <laughs> tastes like death. It's awful, man. It's, it's awful. Supermarket. is the
0: worst. It smells, you know. All right, last one. What is your proudest moment? Proudest moment for you?
1: Having my daughter, man.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Seeing her born. That's my always be my proudest moment.
0: Were you in? Yeah. Oh, we will get into it. But were you in the de- delivery room at the time?
1: I was. Yeah, yeah. It was. It literally like, in like in Corona, and they, they wouldn't let husbands in hospitals for appointments. So most appointments mm-hmm. I was waiting outside. But for the, the uh, delivery, I was in. I was in the room. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, that's your quickest. That's your quick fire round. Nothing. That's just light work. Um, yeah. Big up to everybody that's joined us so far. This is Twenty One Questions with A Star. I'm your host, I.C., and this is the sit-down platform. Um, before sit-down, we were a live Q&A event. We still are, actually. Uh, but anti-corona has come, so we're online. And make sure if you're on Clubhouse, also follow the sit-down UK. We are there as well. This is going to be recorded and put onto YouTube and IGTV. But we've got 30, 38 episodes that you can watch just like this. Just click the link in our YouTube bio. All right. Cool. So... I wanted to go back to um, like the first sit-down. You were the guest sort of the first ever sit-down yeah. and um, I never ever got to ask you like afterwards how you found it, like how you found just being so open and like so vulnerable. So yeah, how did you find it? This was April 2017, guys, the first ever event we had.
1: That's mad. That was like a few months before I got married. Wow. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, man. I felt like it was, at the time, I was saying it's my phone keeps kind of, like, dark. Like, so, like yeah, it's going to, like, Yeah, it, it do it that? that. Yeah, sometimes okay. with mine as so. well. But it won't actually lock off. Like, it won't just go no. blank. Okay. Um, I always say that it was. it's one of my favourite things I've ever done. Uh, because um, just of the... It's It's not a show where I'm performing. It's just it was conversation. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. You know, people got to s- sit down and listen to me, and people came that support my music. Like, yeah, I had sure. someone come from out out London, outside London, come to come watch to come to the event. That 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 stuff like you, you can't you can't put a price on that, man. Do you know what I'm saying? And people mm-hmm. just to come and hear you speak. Um, do you know what I'm saying? I, I think that was huge, and I just got to share my heart behind the music, um, and you know i love it i love it when people can kind of connect the life and music together yeah. and i'm someone who always puts my life in my music so for you it's kind of people are coming to see it do you know what i'm saying Definitely. um and yeah bro from that day i sat there and i, and I just said i see this going huge so oh, okay. bro to sit down is i don't even think you don't even know like <laughs> how big it's gonna be do you know what i'm saying Thank like you, this man. is what you've seen so far is nothing compared to what the sit-down is going to be, trust me. Oh, I
0: love man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for taking that leap, man. Because it was like, I remember it was the first one we had done, and I didn't know how it was going to go, but you were just so willing and just so open to do it. And I always say, you, you always have to understand, every sit-down you see afterwards was based on the level of vulnerability that you gave me in that. So every all these every single person that we've had the level of vulnerability they've shared is because of what you gave as a template. So I was Mm. always grateful for that, man. Um, I want to ask you what with COVID. How have you managed through COVID? What has got you through COVID? uh,
1: It's just been it's been peak, man. If I didn't have my family, I don't know what honestly. Because we have, obviously, our our daughter now, that's kind of given us a joy to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Besides that, COVID's just, you know, we've had times where it's like, great, we're indoors and stuff, but we want to be with our friends, with our family. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of times where that wasn't possible. Like now, we've gone into another lockdown. We can't mix with other households. So, yeah, it's, it's good that I have my family here and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but we we want to see our friends and our family, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Has there been um, has there been moments where you've learnt about yourself during the lockdown period?
1: Hundred percent. Even with my relationship with God, um, uh, it hasn't been as on point as I, I don't even like the word on point with relationship with God because there's never a time where it's on point. We always need to seek for more, and ask for more, but. I've really, especially in the last few months, I've found out how much I miss fellowship. Okay. I really miss being around believers. Um, that's where I feel like I'm pumped. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more of an extrovert, you know what I'm saying? So I like being around people, especially when it comes to fellowship, man. I want to see people, I want to hear the word next to people, have conversations after service. Yeah. Um, do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I really, really enjoy that like physical fellowship. And I realised that, wow, okay, like, you know, are you are you who you are meant to be without that? And I realised that, yeah, well, a lot of times I'm not, so wow. uh, it's been a hard has time there, for me,
0: man. Has there been any moments where you feel um, it may have affected your mental... Not, I don't like this term mental health, like saying it all the time, but... Has it? Yeah. Has there been times when it's affected you mentally, like
1: Yeah, at the end at the end of last year, um, I was made redundant, and redundant. I went into a depression month. I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember speaking to my therapist, and he was asking me questions like, "How's your sleeping? Um, you know, how do you feel about this, this, that? Uh, you know?" And it came out that I was having depression and suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts.
2: Yeah. Last year,
1: so it was a difficult season, man. Difficult mm. season, um, but I can only say God has kept me through that, man. You know, God yeah. and being able to speak uh, to people like my therapist. My therapist, therapy's been huge for me. You know, like we we yeah. talk about it, and I know you started therapy as well. It's mm. been uh, it's been a lifesaver, man, for real. hundred percent. So yeah, that that was something that 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 kept me going.
0: What was going yeah. through your mind that was? cause you to spiral was it because your daughter had been born especially
1: no it was I, I i lost my job a month before my daughter came wow do you get what Damn. i'm saying so for me as a man in the provider of the house it's like yo like where where do i even go from here do you know what i'm saying and, and yeah. i thought it wasn't i thought it wasn't circumstantial that like it wasn't because of that but like that had a huge part to play in it mm-hmm. um and I just, yeah, I just thought, where am I going to go from here? What am I going to do? Yeah. Then, you know, um, there's just, yeah, it's it's peak period, man. Peak periods um, around around that time last year. Yeah.
0: What was you saying to yourself during that period of time? It's
1: better for me not to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just better for me not to... To be here, it would be better for everyone else. Hmm. For me, not to be here, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the escape route that I wanted to take. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but oh, I've course. seen my screen. It, it went it went black. I don't know
0: how it did that, but yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, you were saying it was it's better. Why would it have been better if you weren't here?
1: With everyone that has suicidal thoughts, it's never really on other people. It's mostly on themselves. Like if I was here it'd be better for, for better off for, for everyone else. Or if I so if I wasn't here it'd be better off for everyone else. It's never mm-hmm. uh it'll be better off for me. do you know what I'm saying? It's always like I'm feeling like if I'm not here then people around me wouldn't have to go through the um kind of pain of, of me having to have no job or no salary or do you know what I'm saying it's mm. always on like they will be better off without me kind of thing um, yeah so it's it's mostly that's, that's what I was mostly thinking about um, you know when, when you're thinking oh, I don't, I just don't want to be here a lot of times also it's just this whatever pain or or just heavy sensation that you're feeling I want it to go I don't yeah. want that yeah. anymore the only way is to take my own life. Mm-hmm. But then you're faced with the, how will I take my own life? Wow! And wow. then I'm like, I'm not brave enough to
2: <laughs> buy it.
1: Because this is stuff that uh, therapy asks, and they ask wow. in therapy, they say, okay, how do you plan on taking your life? And I'm like, uh, well, i thought about ropes. Okay, what have you thought about ropes? How, how do you want to get Or Well, I have to get money and buy it. And then I have to, tight in a certain way. I, don't, I didn't have the strength to get even to that. Mm. It was just the thought of ending it all but not how to end it all. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah.
0: What got you through that? Because some people don't make it. You're saying uh, you kind of got through that but some people don't make it to that side. What got you through um, to the other side?
1: Therapy, man. Therapy um, and a, time, a lot of times is when you're going through a time of 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 depression and suicidal thoughts. It's just so dark. So yeah. uh, you know, and, and the normal person would say, oh, "Yeah, God got me through," and He, he did get me through, but he, he used things like therapy in order to to keep me going. You know, what mm. I'm saying uh, therapy's been huge for me this this whole pandemic, man. Mm. It's been it's been a, a pillar for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. How did? Because it must be shocking a bit for Debo to hear that. How did she kind of?
1: Feel about that and respond to that she understands because she's been through depression mm-hmm. um, she battles with anxiety as well, so she understands um when when I, I have conversations like that, so mm-hmm. it's nothing new to her it's not a shocker to mm-hmm. her, but you know also i didn't want to be a burden on her because during that time she was pregnant oh, so yeah. i didn't i didn't want to be too you know what I'm saying, so that was another thing that I had to kind of. Keep to myself, and then one day we was driving, and it just came out. And I told her I'm depressed, man. And mm-hmm. I spoke to my therapist, and this is what was said. And you know, I was diagnosed. Uh, so she she understands. Um, she helps me ask me how I am. Um, mm-hmm. If there's anything I want to talk about, if there's anything I don't want to talk about. Also, speaking to my brother-in-law as well. He's someone who went through it. So um, yeah, it's it's something that I'm I'm grateful that I have people to speak to about it. Yeah. and not shy away from it. Do
0: you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. so, yeah. Thank you for saying that. What, what then would you say you're most looking forward to um, after COVID? Performing. Yeah. I miss performing, <laughs>
1: bro. Don't you miss performing, like being on stage, bro?
0: Yeah, I, I said or to, to even someone... even
1: just doing sit-down lives, don't you?
0: Miss yeah, that? no, it's right. I said to someone that for artists, COVID might help them in a weird way, because once they can touch say, stage, if you were rubbish at performing before, well you, <laughs> you will give it your all for because real. people have been waiting for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, for you, it's performing and connecting
1: with a crowd. Yeah, I miss I miss performing. I really wanted to do a show for my, my album. Like I'm gutted, man, because I I, I released it. I I couldn't say the wrong time because I feel like every every time everything yeah. happens for a reason. But I'm I, I miss performing and just being, um, yeah, able to perform the songs that I've wrote down and did the studio. Do you know what I'm saying? I haven't done one album performance since the album came out. Not one. Wow. Actually, I have on, online, um, a few online, but I haven't done one live stage show since the album came out. And this, you know, in two months, it will be a year since the album came out. Oh, so my
0: gosh.
1: I, I don't know if I should move on or just hold on to that until we can do a proper show or do both. Mm. Yeah, yeah
0: probably do both, yeah, yeah. Um, well let's get on to that. I mean, <clears throat> to everyone that's joining us, big up to you, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is 21 questions with A star, and this is the sit downs insta live platform. Right about now, like if you think this conversation and what we're going to be talking about can help anyone, use the um, functions at the bottom of the screen to send it to different people, send it to as many people that you feel can you know benefit from it. Um, I wanted to ask you about this music, this album in particular. Because it was your debut album, do you know what I'm saying? And
2: Mm.
0: I know firsthand when it's your debut album, it's not a a joke. (laughs) It's not a joke. So one thing thing that's not a joke is the investment that you have to put into it, especially financially. And I wanted to ask, like, how much, if you look at the total number, how much does it cost to produce and make this album?
1: Definitely over. If if, if you're if are thinking about buying beats, studio time, mix and mastering, you're you're speaking definitely over six six k. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with with videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're speaking about definitely over six to seven thousand pound of my own money in mm. a space of a amount of time. Yeah. And
0: how how do you determine? You know, when you've got these figures that you need to make up, you've got to pay this producer, you've got to pay this engineer, how do you weigh up whether this is all worth it? Because we're going to put six grand into this. And business-wise, you're thinking, okay, what's my return on investment? How do you know that it's going to give you a return on investment? You don't. Yeah.
1: You don't. And I think that's all part of being an independent artist as well um, and not having a label or any investors behind you. Because I always say that this is, you know, three years in the making of this album Mm. that could have actually been done in three months if the money was there. (laughs) If I've got 10K or 12K in my account now and someone says, here's 12K, do your next album, I know what producer I want to call, how much I want to give them, what studio I want to book, what features I want to get. Well, that, that comes, you know, during the album. But I know what I want to do. Yeah. So... If you're telling me here's 12k, you got three months to do an album, you'll get you'll get an album. But because that's not the case, you know, having to work full time at the time, True. it yeah. was three years in the making. That's
2: yeah.
1: got tunes, some tunes that don't even make it on the album. Yeah. Um, but I make sure I, I I don't like wasting tunes. I don't yeah. like sitting on tunes that never come out. I like to make sure that tunes that all come out uh, that are done are all you know, there. Um it On is. the album, I think there was about two songs or one song I didn't use. The rest was, this is what I'm making for the album. <laughs> um, even some of them was ideas. And then we cut it down and said, no, Off My Chest 3 wasn't supposed to be the outro of the album. It was supposed to be like a worship song. And then it was like, nah, it's just a worship song won't really fit like that. Um, Not to say my music isn't worship, but the kind of style of what yeah. I wanted to make. Definitely. And then, when then me and Alex E said, let's end it on Off My Chest Free and then do it as well at the end of that. So, yeah.
0: What would you say after releasing the album, what was your thoughts at, not after, just before that midnight striking? What were your yeah. thoughts? I was running through
1: there. <laughs> I, I was on Instagram live. I was on Insta live. Um, during the time you, yeah, you prayer, um, I always pray before or during or just after midnight or the release. always pray, Lord, let someone be encouraged by the music. Yeah. Let someone be able to relate to it. Let it be able to meet someone's story. Yeah. Um, always pray before a release. Um, and it's just excitement. I actually yeah. just like to post listen to what everyone else is listening to. Obviously you've heard it a fair time. Yes. Yeah, I go and buy it myself. Yeah you know what yeah, saying, just, listen to it I like, just like it's someone else's album. And then that's till like one AM and then the buzz goes down, the adrenaline goes down, go to sleep. Next morning that's when you wake up to all the messages and the posts <laughs> and, you know, the phone calls of what people think of the album. So I like yeah. that period, release time. It's like man, like this is like the answer of everything that I've been doing in the last three years. True. Um, the only thing is, though, we live in a very microwave generation. So it's like, <laughs> firstly, firstly, people like um, feel like they can um, review an album within one listen, listening to it in the space of forty-five to minutes to fifty minutes, and then they're like, yeah, it's a classic or it's dead. It's like you can't make that decision in that. Yeah, I'm, guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. You have to sit down with albums. I'm guilty as well. And now I thought, I, I listen to an album and I'm like, oh, I don't like this album. And then I'm like, months later or weeks later, I'm like, this album's sick. I did Definitely. that with KB, KB's album. KB's album came out a few months ago. And I was like, but this is just a bunch of worship songs, remixed to rap songs. And then I asked, and that's the first thing. And I phoned my friend. I was like, "Have you okay with this album? It's rubbish." Blah, blah. And then I sat down with it, and I'm like, this that's is so a, a sick, very, very good album, very yeah. good album. So I make that mistake as well. The second thing is, the microwave generation. We listen to an album, and then next week they'll say to me, they'll say to you, oh, "When's new music coming out?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, brother. Have you not heard the last three years of work that I've put into this <laughs> You better sit with it. People need to be able to sit with albums for at least a year, at least. True, quite true. Don't yeah. ask the artist where music is for at least a year. If you've got people like Dr. Dre's and that people are still waiting on these, uh, these detox yeah. albums till today, yeah. but even your Kendricks, your 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 J. Coles, these are guys that you don't really see them on socials like that. When you do, Ooh. they've got something to promote. After that, true. they're back in a lab creating Back what to. they're doing, but you have to sit with that album. You've got no choice but to sit with that album for a good year or two. Do you know what
0: I'm saying? That's no, true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask people with, with COVID coming, um, how, did you, how did you navigate or how did you think you were going to start to navigate as an artist? Because you're a creative artist, but everything is locked down. You can't do shows. Studio is difficult unless you've got a studio in your yard. Mm. How have you been creating?
1: Have you been creating? At all? I haven't. No. Wow. I haven't. I haven't created. I haven't written bars. Mm. I've written a few lines here and there. Uh, I'm preparing my 2020 freestyle. Imagine, you know, I do every year two zero, but I haven't done two zero two zero. That's mostly because I put it out at the beginning of the year, and I thought the album's coming out in March, so let me let the album land and then bring mm. it out at the end of the year, and then boom, COVID breaks. Yeah, but I want to bring out this year to just express what happened last year, and then that might be the end of the two zero series. That series. I don't, I, I don't know yet. If it, if it's not, then I'll carry on into two zero two one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. But I, honestly, my creativity has been poor, poor. But you know, home home has been a uh, priority. Baby yeah. girls here. Uh, but now, I've literally just started building my office slash studio space at home in our in our second room. Um, literally today, like I've got the table today. The chair arrives tomorrow. Um, oh. You know, hopefully next week I can get uh, my speakers and then invest in a good sound card and mic. Good to go. Esso's always down my, my neck. Get your studio at home. Get your speakers. <laughs> Me and Esso, we've been talking And there's, you know, tunes that we want to do. And and I'm like, bro, I need to go to the studio. He's like, bro, get your equipment. And and everyone that has their stuff at home tells me that it's one of the best investments you can have. As long as you know how to, you know, press record on Logic and save that and you can send it off for mixing, it's one of the best things you can do. So Mm -hmm. I I, I give in now and I'm definitely going (laughs) to do it. Especially because I don't know how long lockdown, this lockdown is going to be for. So, yeah.
0: I think that, that thing you mentioned about creative, that not having like a creative spark or not being able to write or anything. When I dropped, when I did the album, I haven't written anything since, since September 2018. Mm. Yeah. I haven't written anything. And I think because you, like you said, the other prior, my, you know, my daughter was coming. So the other priorities that were coming in place were much, they seemed much more weighty in my mind to yeah. be writing bars. So now, even I was speaking to Triple O the other day, and he said, I mentioned it, and he said, you know what, just put on beats, just put on yeah. beats in the background and just let it come. Um, and I don't know, maybe I suggest that as well to you, just to get those you know, creative juices flowing and, and coming back mm. again. Me, I don't know, I, I just, I don't think I'm inspired to write right now. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I believe
1: there's a season for living and a season for yeah, writing. True. I believe that. I, I, for me personally, how it works for me, it always happens after I bring out a project. I feel like that's all I've got. There's nothing, okay. no more juice yeah, left for me. Turn off the tap. Yeah, that's that's it. Like born and raised is the best you'll hear from me. That's it. Do you know what I'm saying I always feel like that after a release. Two zero one seven. When I did that, I was like, yo, this is one of my best freestyles ever. I don't know how I'm gonna top this, mm-hmm. until the idea for two zero one eight comes, and until you start writing, until you go studio, yeah. and you're like, okay, cool, do you know what I'm saying? And that's the season I'm in now. I, I literally after the album came out, I was drained. COVID started, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna bring out ever another yeah. song ever. And then you've got the battle with your mind of give up, stop doing music. Who's even listening? Did you even chart? Did you even get nominated? Did you even, blah? Do you know, what I'm saying all of that runs through my mind as artist, yeah. and then I'm just like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. And, then... and,
0: and has that ever happened? It's been happening I...
1: the whole of 2020. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, it's been happening the whole of 2020 up until today. Yeah. It happens. Uh, I'm like today, I'm like a kid in the house. My wife's telling me, Well, well, like, she's like, You're like a kid because I went to get the table today, and then um, I brought it to the house and I set up upstairs in in the guest room. And then the the chair's coming tomorrow, the comfy chair with the wheels and all that stuff. So I come and got one of the dining chairs to bring up. She's like, What are you doing? I'm like, I just want (laughs) to see the level. She's like, You know, the level you've sat near that table before, (laughs) you're like a kid, and you know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of feel like I'm getting, and when the speakers, when the speakers arrive and all that stuff and and i get a mic and i know that hopefully that will encourage me to get back into more time you just need have you got studio at home no 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 more time you probably just need that right there
0: but you know i can't i can't record at home serious i I need to i need to go to because then my mind is like right i'm here i got a two-hour session let's get cracking do you you write in studio I can't, I can't. I have to write home and rehearse it at home and then go yeah, studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going to ask, what have you therefore learned about the music business? Because it's it's music, yes, but in all your years of, of, of releasing of music, and especially with the album, um, we know that it's not just the art, it's not just a case of recording, putting it out there. There's so much that has to go into it. So I wanted to ask you, what have you learned about the music period and um, business in your period of of
1: creating? Um, man, it's, it's, I've learned a lot, obviously, especially during COVID, connecting with people. I'm like, you know, send, sending my album to people and things like that. I've learned that the business, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting place. Um, more time people really do want to see how much views are getting on your videos and how much uh, uh, streams you got on Spotify for them to even blink an eye or open the air to listen to your music. Um, I feel like um, when it's industry and business, it's long. But when it's artists and supporters, that's what keeps me going. That, that's all I can say when it comes to my music. It's the 10 people that are listening to your music and are riding for you. I, I can tell you a solid 20 people that are solid, bro. Every video I bring out, they're commenting and they're sharing. Every song or freestyle I put out, they're coming and sharing. Every show that I'm doing, I'm seeing them on the front rows. All of that. Even that person that came to sit down, bro, this person has been at all of the festivals that I've performed at. And the last one that I did, um, she gave me, she got a drawing done of one of my pictures. And on the back of it, it was a message in regards to what my music means to her. Mm. And you know, it's, it's, it's like encouraged her in suicide during her suicidal thoughts and all that, bruv. That means more than anything, bruv. Any nomination, anything, bruv. That connection that you have with the, the supporter that mm-hmm. supports you and that you know that my music has connected with this person. Okay. There's no other feeling like that, bruv. So. Yeah. Putting the business and stuff to the set, of course, business is very important. Having your you know, people working with you as a team, but at the moment, I'm doing everything independent. I have no manager, no label, nothing. But I do have solid people that I know support me. My DJ, Selenki, anywhere I go, he'll hey. I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Money or no money, he says, I'm there. You know, people like my wife, people like my, my friend Nikayla. every uh, f- f- festival I'm doing, I've got my core team there, and I know that they are. they got me do you get what I'm saying Basically. I see that with you as well with your concerts that you do with yeah. the sit down it's always the same core team I see so with around you so them people will ride for you bro if it's yeah, not so for true. them there's no you
0: <laughs> at all you know i <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh at all
1: so that, that's important man very yeah, very important
0: true. yeah I love that man I love that I always say it's, it's impact over numbers impact over yeah. numbers the impact is going to be what is there when you go and you pass on that impact that you left is your legacy, you know? Sure. Um, I want to ask about um, your music. Like you talked about, it has a message and it has a meaning. And there are times when I see it being used at its highest level, where you use the music to communicate a message. You communicate it about your faith. Um, you create. You communicate it about um, your marriage, your life. But one area you always also use is about. Sickle Cell and, and, and mm-hmm. making that aware and with your song Hidden Pain guys if you haven't heard the song Hidden Pain or seen the video type it into Google and um, YouTube and definitely after this watch it um, but you last year off the back of the album and the promo um, that was a song that you really really ran, ran with and I want to ask why why did you choose that song as uh, you know starting to really lead on and, and spread awareness about Sickle Cell?
1: I always knew I was going to do a tune about sickle so I just didn't know when and how or what it would sound like until I mm. heard the keys playing at the beginning of Hidden Pain or during the song. I said, this is the track. <laughs> um, I just knew that it would be that kind of song. And who was
0: um, who was it produced by again? Alex E. Alex E Alex
1: Alex as well, e. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alex E did like 75% of the album. Mm. He produced uh, a lot of tracks on the album, um, but when I did uh, Hidden Pain, we was in a studio producing. that Hidden Pain was like from 20, early 2019. Okay. Late 2018, early 2019. Um, it was, it was a, long time, a long time ago, but I just knew when this comes out, it's going to come out at the perfect time. No, it's mm. with like early 2018, because it came out 2019, if I'm correct. Oh, yeah. yeah, so early 2018, late 2017. It was a, i was sitting on it for a good year and a half but building trying to get the right co- um hook all of that mm. stuff we even had a, a, a originally had a, a choir on it and then you know things happened and, and all of that but um with hidden pain i always knew i was going to do a track about sickle cell but i knew that it wouldn't just be hey guys i've got this illness and blah <laughs> blah like it, it was gonna be hard hitting and deep like yeah. you was gonna feel it and i when i did the track i said this is it when i heard the hook. Leke and Becca Fox came studio big up, big and they, up, and they wrote up. the hook and they, they, yeah, big up them for life, man. And they wrote the hook and they vocaled it. And then I sent it to another singer saying, can you sing this? And he said, bruv they sound sick on it. So I kept it mm. like that. Um, and I was like, this is perfect. Um, when I heard the tune and it was done, I said, this needs a video, but I can't be doing a video of just me walking through the park performing this song. I have to be in a hospital bed. I have to be... People have to feel that pain yeah. in the video to the sense where it has to be uncomfortable. That's yeah. what I wanted... That's the word that came to my mind. It has to be uncomfortable when someone's watching this video. And that's exactly where it was. We was going around in circles, hollering at wow. this, uh, uh, hospitals. I went to my hospital where I go, where I get my transfusions. Please, I need a room just for a few hours. Shoot, no. We'll get, get this permission, blah, blah, blah. Eventually went through NHSBT, partnered with them, a uh, great woman, Melissa Thurms, um, uh, you know, she she runs, uh, she's a social, um, social media uh, manager for um, NHSBT. Um, so she's, uh, we partnered and then, you know, they said they'd help me out. Got hold of someone who knew someone else, who knew <laughs> a kind of executive at a big hospital, university college hospital in London, Um, and, uh, he, he heard my track and he said, this is amazing. We want to give you a whole floor. So I went to UCLH hospital and I had the whole, it was in a cancer, um, section of the hospital and it was on a Saturday and they were closed. So from like 11am till, I don't know, we finished around four or five. We had the whole floor to ourselves. Um, and after that he wanted to meet me, he got me a nurse we stay great friends. A nurse that you see in the video, she's a real nurse. She works on that ward as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was it was honestly just a testimony, man. Like, God really came through with that. Kevin Hudson as well. Yes. Uh, he did an amazing video. <laughs> um, and for the second part as well, where we had the people who had sickle cell who were featured in the video, I remember just putting out a post saying, I've got an exciting project. If you have sickle cell, you know anyone that has sickle cell, please, Polo at me, comment on this post, or DM me. And I got tons of DMs, over like 100 DMs. Um, and I, I, I sent them the private link of Hidden Pain on SoundCloud because I, I don't want to invite anyone yeah. to a video. And they're like, if I come to video shoot and it's an it's a ABC track and it's just, it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, why, uh, how, why, how you coming fast kind of track. And it's like, oh, you know what I'm I had to let them know uh, uh, what kind of track it was and the yeah. kind of pain. I'm wearing, I'm wearing this together. This, yeah. is, this tune is for us. So I sent them a private link and I said, this is the song. This is the day to shoot. I'd love for you to come down. And we met up at you know, Ecclesia Church, my church. And then we, we filmed outside. It was amazing, man. Real, real good.
0: When you pressed the button on that and that was uploaded and that was blasted out, what was, what was the response like?
1: Uh, it was, that was my most responsive song to date. Um, even till now, people talked to me about Hidden Pain and that was out. That came out April 2019. Uh-huh. Um, and When the track came out, people were like, wow. But the day after the video came out, it's mad because my mom was in hospital around that time. Uh, no, no. My wife was in hospital around that time. And I went to visit her, and that midnight the track came out, and I was on my way home. Hmm. And then no, so the, that, not that midnight, so that the, um, the the track was already out, that that evening. The video came out, and I was on my way home alone. My wife wasn't well, and yeah, like I'm just getting floods of messages, hmm. uh, but a lot of people were telling me, you know what, it was hard. It's hard for me to watch it, so I'm not going to watch it yet. Um, and you know, people saying they cried when they watch it, watched it, and and all of that kind of stuff. It, it brought out the emotion that I, yeah, I wanted it to bring out. Yeah, yeah, I wanted it to be that uncomfortable feeling of watching the yeah. video of there's a guy suffering in, in the hospital bed. What's going on? You know, a woman's pushing him on a wheelchair, and, and you know, there's other people. You know, some people knew people in the video. You know, some wow. people recognize faces of you know. So that that's kind of what I wanted to to, to bring out. And so. I'm very, very proud and grateful for that song, man, for Mm. real.
0: For those who have heard about sickle cell anemia but never really understood it in a snapshot way, describe what it it is.
1: Sickle cell anemia is a hereditary disease that affects mostly the black community, affects Asian and white too, but mostly the black and Asian community, mostly the black community. Uh, Over 14,000 people in the UK have sickle cell. This is a hereditary disease that comes from the parents, genetics uh, and it's a disease that affects the red blood cells so usual red blood cells are round shaped and they carry oxygen around the body, people have sickle cell full blown sickle cell, most of their red blood cells are sickle shaped like a crescent like a half moon and you know in times of excruciating uh, extreme conditions like cold weather or too much stress or overexhaustion, what will happen is um, the, the red blood cells that are crescent shaped it's difficult for them to flow around the, bo- the body and they get clogged up and they get stuck and sticky in one place, which means the red blood cells can't flow and carry oxygen around the body. And it sc- causes excruciating pain when you go through a crisis, which could be in your leg, arm, chest, anywhere that blood is flowing in your, in your body. Uh, you know, it could cause, uh, you know, serious, um, you know, uh, uh, decay in bones. I had, you know, a lack of blood program so I going to my left hip bone at the age of 23 and you know a few days after my 25th birthday i had a left hip replacement right. um so this is something that affects a lot of people especially black people so what i get now is every six weeks i get an exchange transfusion which is where they take blood from me and they give me blood it's a, it's a long process um my veins in my arms are weak so i get a femoral line which is a line that has to be put in my groin um, and that has wow. to be surgically import. So they put local anesthetic around the area, cut it open, put a tube in, wow. find, blood, do a whole x-ray thing. They've got to find the main vein that's next to the artery in my groin. And then they, you know, put the tube in there, seal it up, send me upstairs. I get a transfusion done where they take blood and give me blood. The blood that's given to me comes from donors. This is why we always encourage people to give blood, not just that, but for black people to give blood. Black people here in the UK, it's important for us to give blood. Um, you know, the statistic says only 1% of black people in the UK give blood. So right. that is, um, yeah, something that, that is is peak. But yeah, that's, that's a bit of a Not small a presentation of what sickle cell is. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's perfect. And, and what are some of the myths and, I guess, the, the lies around that people have around giving blood that makes it so low in percentage?
1: <laughs> when it comes to people giving blood, there's always three top reasons that you hear one of them is uh needle phobia uh a lot of people are scared of the needle scared of seeing blood anything like that people are scared of it. they don't like it mm. number two is um uh, where's my blood gonna go is the uh, the uh the the conspiracy theorists come out where is my blood gonna go what they're gonna use it for and blah blah so they don't give blood because of that Number three, there's actually a lot of people that actually do sign up to give blood but don't turn up to their appointments. You know, there could be a huge gap like three months and, you know, you'll do something like watch a hidden pain video in January and, yes, I'm signing up to give blood. By the time March, is, February comes, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm still going to go, yeah. And then March comes and like, no, I can't make it. So a lot of times, uh, that, you know, I've been told that when people sign up, they don't turn up. So, you know, um, that's most of the reasons why people don't give bloods.
0: I was going to I remember I'd, I'd watched Hidden Pay and he spoke about it and um, <clears throat> I was going to give blood and then we because my daughter was coming we were doing regular blood tests and everything and I found out I, I had a trait
1: mm.
0: so I couldn't give blood you um, can
1: give blood with the trait.
0: But even with a straight, even if it's small, yeah,
1: you can. You okay, okay, okay. But okay. just, I don't think it will go to people who have sickle cell. If okay. I'm correct, yeah.
0: okay, because of the nurse to me I couldn't. But now, may I go bad up and tell her, Yo, <clears throat> um, you took this message to so many different platforms, and it was beautiful to see Channel Five News, um, Chucky's Halfcast Halfcast Podcast. Um, you was on ITV. You was in the Metro, Huffington Post. What was it like being on like, these, ma- these major platforms that you may have not mm-hmm. been on for music before? And one extra, what was it like being on these platforms and, and, and speaking? It felt
1: natural. It
0: yeah. felt like and was, and you, you really seemed natural. Like, some yeah. people have to have major training, but you just seemed
1: it felt It felt natural. like I was going on there to have conversations about what I've been going through since the age of five. Wow. So imagine you've constantly gone to school. And what's been your experience at school? Go to school, meet with my friends, study, do an exam. Go to school, meet with my friends, study, do an exam. Lunchtime, football. Football friends. After school, go to friends' house, chill, blah, blah. You've done that for a whole 25 years of your life or 18 to 20 years of your life. And then you're being asked, how was that? You, mm. see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's literally me going on platforms, people telling me, how's your experience <clears throat> being a sickle cell? But it's it's mainly the when people ask me what is sickle cell that I've had to kind of fall back and say, wow, okay, I've, I've, I've struggled with this and i battle with this and I've been through surgery, had surgeries, numerous surgeries because of this. And I, um, you know, this is what I go through in my everyday life. What is it? What yeah. exactly is it? So mm-hmm. now I had to read up, ask questions every day I'm learning. Like when I went on Channel 5, I went on with Melissa Firma again. She's from NHSBT and she was talking about the RO subtype And at that time, I was like, what the heck is that? And that's a specific blood type that black people have that is the best blood for people with sickle cell. Uh So if you have the RO subtype, I encourage you to go and give blood because people like myself really benefit from that. And when she said that, I was like, oh, OK, well, upon that now I understand what it is. So Mm -hmm. there is a side where I have to do research, where you have to do you know, um, statistics, yeah. like the 1% of black people, you won't know about that until you read up about it or t- until someone tells you. Uh, but things like that. And then again, meeting up with people at Sickle Cell Society, I performed at like, their 40th, 40th anniversary um, last year. And, you know, meeting people there and, and getting to have conversations, having conversations and research as well. But most of it was natural because it was my life. Like, exactly. going on one extra for DJ Ace, it was great because like, I watched this guy on the TV. Yeah. Like, channel you listen to his radio shows and i got to plug my music most importantly uh that thank uh, thank god that i got to kind of mold with with the sickle cell um and it's crazy because i feel like at the time i was like just be like in, in my time of doing music with a christian message in it i've always been like they're not going to play gospel one kiss or, or bbc one extra and blah blah until you get to do a track that's like, wow, I'm able to implicate the gospel of how God keeps me in my time of sickle so yeah. I'm able to, to 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 join that together and they're they're listening. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I had to really it was a big eye opener for me, huge yeah. eye opener. Yeah.
0: How can people check um what blood type one, what blood type they are and if they do have any traits um of sickle cell, so, how can they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, so there's Firstly, there's a difference between blood type and blood genotype. So there's genotype, which is AS, which is the trait, which is what you have. SS, which is full-blown sickle cell, which is what I have. And AA is nothing. And then there's a blood type, which is I'm um, O positive. And then there's you know O negative and all of that kind of stuff. That's the blood type. Um, so the blood type that I get is important. That When they come and give me blood, they always ask me, Name, date of birth, and your blood type. And then I'm O positive. If I'm O positive and they give me O negative blood, <laughs> see how <I> say it? <laughs> so it's important to know that. But your genotype, as a black person, ask your GP, your nurses, who you go and regularly see, see regularly, can I get a genotype test? Blood test to find that your genital. A lot of people don't find that until later on in life. I know people thirty plus that find that they've got the trait or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Also, people don't find out until they have children and then they get tested or they find that their children have sickle cell and they're like, oh, yeah. no, that was for me. My mom has full blown sickle cell. And my dad has the trait. They didn't find out about theirs. I think my mom knew but didn't know in depth until they had me. Yeah. And I've got full blown sickle cell now, Damn. which is the result <laughs> of two ignorant people coming together. Yeah not calling my parents ignorant, but they were ignorant at the time. But Mm -hmm. a lot of it is kind of naive, being naive and being ignorant. So now that we know, I always say you've got no excuse now. Mm The people that you're getting with, whoever you choose to marry, whoever you're in a relationship with, if you're in a position where you sleep sleep around or whatever, it's important to have that conversation. You have to have that conversation. You've got no excuse now. Because I know that what I've been through with Sickle Cell in and out of hospital, spending birthdays, New Year's, Christmas in hospital, always being ill, you know, times where I was in hospital, same time as my mum, leaving my mm, bed to go and geez. see her and her ward, going through all that, I can't now say that, yeah, I'm just going to get with anyone loosely, not have the conversation. And if she has sickle so I don't care because I know how I was affected. So I can't even imagine my daughter going through half of the things that I went through with my health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so in my conversations in early in relationships i always made sure that's a conversation i had same thing with my wife when i met her we had that conversation i have sickle cell what's your genotype she -hmm. told me at the time she was AA. that's what my mom told her she got tested again and she was AA. if we had got to a point where we was even engaged or whatever and i heard that she was as she had the trait it i would have had to back off personally because I know how it can
0: affect the when next generation. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. Me and my wife had the same we, um when we were having my daughter, we were having tests here and there. And then, <laughs> then they did a test and they said I had the AS trait. I was like, huh? And mm. in my history from my parents, I've never ever heard that ever be mentioned at all. And so we, they said that we had a one in, is it one in three? I think it's one in three. Um, chance of our daughter having you know, sick or so Um, but you know, we happen to be the one not in three, you know, she didn't have it Mm -hmm. but just like you said, it's important I guess for people to ask these questions Mm -hmm. early to get these tests early even if you have a car crash or whatever, God forbid, but for you to be on that scene you know, whether it's on your iPhone medical part, knowing, okay yeah, I'm O positive or whatever you might Mm be But just having that information, because then you, like you said, are less ignorant. You know what is happening, and you know what you're getting into. Um, It's so important, man. So important. Um, Cool. Big up to everyone again. One in four. My wife said. Um, Big up to everyone that is joining us, It
1: froze for me, man. Oh, so you can't see comments? Yeah, I can't see how many people watching comments, nothing. So sorry, guys. I can't see. Uh, You must have a Samsung.
0: It's probably your Samsung. (laughs) No, I
1: got iPhone. When it it went dark, like locked off. I don't want to lock off and come back in. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. That's right. so, it's cool. so you could tell me what people are saying.
0: Oh yeah, some people were just some people are saying to get checked. Um some people were saying yeah that that's definitely important and that you can check for your blood test, like for your GP as well. Yeah, yeah. Um everyone's joining us been here for about an hour. That's cool. We're gonna just take on a few more um questions and then I'll let you go. But you are a husband. Yeah. Uh, three years now, isn't it?
1: Three and a half, yeah, yeah. Three and a three
0: half. half yeah, so. I've got, in my kitchen right there, I've got the tea towel, Ali and <laughs> <laughs> the Bob, 2017. That's the aunties that did that, boy. That was us, boy. You know the Nigerian aunties that go around giving souvenirs?
1: Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that, yeah. though. I like that culture,
0: man. It's sick. Um, I wanted to yeah. ask you, in those three years,
1: Yeah.
0: what has it been like? What's what's marriage like on the other side? So many people, well, a lot of people aspire to it, but, What's the reality of it?
1: Marriage is a beautiful... Can you hear baby crying? Yeah. yeah. So Deborah's upstairs, so I'm, I'm, I don't know if <laughs> she sure uh, time to come. Oh, right. I did tell her that um, yeah, it seems like baby's, baby's on sale. Marriage is a beautiful journey on journeys you have bumpy rides you have brick walls you have roundabouts you have hurdles you have uh uh sting nettles and all of that stuff that you go through on journeys um but every time you come out of it or you jump over it or you break through the wall you come out stronger and you come out better and you come out more refined um marriage is beautiful but it's, it's it's not it's it's difficult it's it's i always say it's the one of the most sanctifying processes that god could bring you through is marriage yeah. um, you're you're with someone for the rest of your life uh, you don't always agree you're not the same person you know this are you are you she is her um, and in that there's so many different um upbringings and cultures that I've had, upbringings and cultures that she's had and then we're here now and we're like whoa, I've done this all my life and I've done this all my life and this is how I was raised and this is how I raised and this is how my trauma affected me and made me who I am today, this is how my trauma and we're both coming with our bags and we're having to leave both our bags at the foot of the cross and look at ourselves in the mirror and say how can I be a better person for this person who I'm looking at, do you know what I'm saying yeah. um yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful so many amazing things that come out of marriage i'm not, i wouldn't be the man i am today without you know marriage and me and meeting my wife mm-hmm. uh, and becoming a father as well uh, you know it's lit man i feel like it's an endless sleepover yeah, I mean, you know when you sleepover with friends watching movies eating yeah, popcorn yeah, yeah. like I, one of my favorite moments in life sitting on my sofa with my wife and my child and watching netflix mm. chomping on 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 popcorn Popcorn. it's 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 lit bro Um, (laughs) but yeah marriage beautiful traveling together seeing the world together meeting new people meeting each other's family and friends traveling with friends making new friends making new single married friends um you know um yeah just having friends over i love hosting so just having friends over having holding events going to events um yeah, it's, it's marriage is great to, to be able to experience all that with someone else. It's beautiful, man.
0: Yeah, Olufemi said marriage goes through ebbs and flows. It goes through progress. Uh, what do you say, progress in different stages? In different stages.
1: Indeed, yeah, yeah. You
0: talked about um, that coming together of different cultures and different understandings, and that you're not always going to agree. And I want to ask, what was what's one of the fiercest arguments you have had? fiercely?
1: Ooh. And what was it over? Parents. Yeah, parents. Um, stuff that... I grew up an only child um, in in my mum's household. I've got siblings, but they're all on my dad's side. So I'm the eldest of six on my dad's side, but I'm my mum's only child. Okay. So I grew up, things being done. I, was, I wasn't I was spoiled. I wouldn't say I was spoiled. My wife wouldn't say I was sport, but my mum is someone who loves hard. And I had to make that break, create that barrier where it's like, Mom, you're my mother, I'm I'm married to someone now. (laughs) And it's caused some big arguments in our household where I've had to grow up and say, and smell the coffee and not just say, oh, it's not that deep. She's just like that. Because, you know, it is that deep because it could break my marriage. (laughs) You know i 'm mm. saying, so i 've mm. had to face myself in the mirror, face my mom, and say, and just be real about a lot of things. you will respect my marriage, you will respect our boundaries, this and that, because a man shall leave his father and his mother and become one with his wife yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: and a lot of times I had to learn that in a difficult way that 's mm. one of the biggest arguments we 've had in the household mm. tough, tough, tough <laughs> arguments, tough, <laughs> tough in another country and you 're arguing. <laughs> Yeah, what yeah, I'm saying, and you know, other things as well. But um, yeah. you live and you grow. She's come with her traumas of she's what she's seen in her household. She's the eldest of six; they were oh. all in the house together, so they've gone through their traumas So she's brought that to the household, and that's been a, another thing in our household. You know, what I'm saying, but that's the thing: in marriage is two broken people coming together. <laughs> that's it's... what we. I, I don't know if people have this guys,
0: romantic.
1: See, single parent, single people that are listening that want to get married don't have this mindset of I'm going to get married and my life is going to become perfect and it's going to be rosy. You're coming together with another broken person who has their brokenness that they're coming with who has their mm. traumas and their pains that they're mm. coming with and you're coming with yours as well and you're just winging it. <laughs> we always say every anniversary, happy anniversary, another year, just winging it. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? But winging it, we're saying that we're just, not that we're just, you know, walking around blindfolded, but we're just like, you know what, God, take it, man. Because if it's up to us, divorce. Yeah, <laughs> if it it's a cr- up to it us, crash. separation. It's, mm-hmm. it's gone. But God, you just, Lord, you take it, man. You take mm-hmm. it. Because we, if, we, if we're focusing on you, then we're able to move forward. But if we're in our stubborn, sinful, carnal mindset, then we ain't going to go far. Yeah.
0: How has, you know, you building that nucleus of you two strong, um, getting through the trials, coming up, enjoying yourself, enjoying each other's company, learning, building, da da, da 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 How does now a child come into that change?
1: Has it changed the dynamic of you two? 100%, because obviously we've gone through the journey of, not just the child being here, but us trying for, you know, for a while, you know, I'm mm. um, uh, someone who don't shy away from speaking about it in my music. If you heard off my chest, you would not hear that I spoke about us having miscarriages, mm. and that being another thing that's added to the yeah. pressure of things going on in marriage. So it's not just yes, the child is here, it's, man. <sighs> thank you, Lord, because yeah. we went through rough times, man. We did. Do you know what I'm saying? So we look at our daughter and we're like, man, you don't even know that we've been praying for you. Do you know what I'm saying, man? And it's just the joy of seeing yeah. her now. It's just beautiful, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I can't wait till you meet her. You haven't met her yet, man. Yeah, I haven't met her yet,
0: no. You haven't met
1: her. I can't wait till you meet her. Honestly, she's just a ray of sunshine. And, and it, I think that that is, um, you know, it does have its difficulties, you know, parent, being a parent, you know, waking up at all sorts of times in the night to change in that piece to feed her um, it's a beautiful thing but it's not easy
0: yeah and going through it doubles upstairs isn't it yeah, she's upstairs. Okay, cool. yeah, um, yeah what was it like for you was... how many miscarriages was it
1: it was a lot so in, in the in the um, song off my chest free I said it was free And at that time, it was free. Wow. At that time, it was free. We had a few more after. What does...
0: (sighs) How... (laughs) Jeez. What is it like, as the husband, Mm. watching your wife go through this? Because, yes, it's happening to both of you. But it's also happening to you too individually through what you're, you know, through what you're going through, and her as, more as, because it's,
1: it's her, it's her physically, exact, exactly, exactly. You know? So she's having to feel that pain of yeah. loss physically, and mm. I'm feeling it mentally and emotionally. Yeah, yeah. It's unexplainable, man. It's it's yeah. loss. Um, it's loss. It's mourning. Um, it's really uh, just. As as a as a husband, um, I didn't. I, I I every day we get to realize how prideful we are as people. As in, we say, "When I get married and I have my five kids and I have my big house and I have," a, <laughs> when people yeah. are like, "When I get my when I have my kids, I'm gonna know when and wow. fam, be grateful that there is a if the Lord wills." You have to grow up with that mindset. If the Lord wills, he will give me a wife. If the Lord wills, he will give me children. If the Lord wills, because sometimes, I'm sorry to say, guys, this might shake up some of your prosperity speakers, uh, preachers' messages, (laughs) but sometimes God might not give you a wife and children. Sometimes God might not give you the house and the job that you want. Hmm. Sometimes it might not happen. And guess what? The will of God is for you to know Jesus. Everything else is in his hands. Obviously, hard, things like hard work. If you want a good job, you work hard. You study and all that stuff. Things like wife, things like children. Children especially, because it's it's, un, it's not... Un, you don't have any power within yourself to say, child, come to life. You do not. God has that power. So for me, I could just sow the seed. I know that with with having children, two people have to be intimate. Sperm is exchanged. Eggs all of that stuff. That is the Lord's work. Yeah. It's the Lord's work. And for the child to be conceived, for the child to be kept for 10 months, it's not even nine, it's 10 months. <laughs> and then for the child to be delivered, it's a miracle. I can't yeah. put down myself. I can't say, yeah, we did. That. I can't. Mm. I cannot. It's the Lord's work. Yeah. So we always say like, through our time of, <laughs> of you know, more than the going through miscarriages, I've always just been like, God, we got to a point where it's like, God, even like when we, when we um, felt pregnant in 2020, we was planning 2020, allow it, let's stop trying, go on holiday, enjoy it, enjoy it, do this, blah, blah. And then boom, we fall pregnant again. And so we just like, let's see. And then by God's grace, the child yeah. stayed, continued yeah. to grow. Um, even at my, my listening party, um, Devil was pregnant, she was running in that the the, um, the toilets and uh, when some of our friends found it, like, I knew it. You kept going to the toilet, and listening party. To we knew it, we did it. Uh, but yeah, with we, when it comes to um, loss and mourning um, as, as a man, I, I underestimated how it would make me feel as a man as well because we just feel like it's the woman that goes for it. You both go for it together, but my priority was just sticking through it with her, man. Yeah. So, but now yeah. even even when you said that.
0: There's an element that I know what you're going to say. You see what I'm saying? Because you yeah, it's, immediately it's, it's you her. just said, yeah. Immediately you just it's said her. you, yeah, you yeah, then yeah. pushed it onto her. But yeah, what about what you personally yeah. will carry? Because you yeah. will be strong for her. Yeah. But who? How were you strong? Who was strong for you? How did you exactly? Feel?
1: And that's why I started therapy. The company okay. I was working for at the time they offered me therapy because every time you know, we're miscarrying. We're either it's it's either getting to a point where we're missing work and I'm having to support my wife so I'm telling work I can't come in. Why? Miscarriage. Thank God it was a Christian organization where they actually able to pray for us um, and support us in that time. Eventually they said to me, Ali you need therapy. <laughs> Pardon me and I'm like, No, why we're not going to therapy for like I'm cool. You need to go to therapy. And they paid for my sessions. I had Since 2019 up until now I've had about 18 sessions all paid for by my work company. Even when I was made redundant and went through the depression part they said we're going to continue your sessions. Um, And I'm coming into therapy because of the loss and the miscarriages and then other, other doors open to how I felt rejected because my dad didn't live with us back in the day. Like, how the heck did we get to that? I came to speak about miscarriages. <laughs> how did we get to me feeling rejected in, in life and in places and always feeling like I don't belong somewhere because I, I never felt like that with my household because mm. I grew up in a broken home, you know? And so, but then, you know, therapy gets to open so many rooms, but, Allows you to know more of yourself, and I feel that Excellent. we both know ourselves more. We don't take anything for granted now. It's, if anything happens to us, it's the Lord's will. So I know that when I was made redundant, it was hard. Went through depression, but it's the Lord's will. Whatever God do, does after that, He's gonna do. And recently, I've been feeling like God's opening doors for sickle cell advocacy. I'm holding clubhouse rooms. Oh, yeah. Someone from the BBC hollered at me. I'm about to do a, a documentary with the BBC on sickle cell um you know oh. the Huff, huffington post all of that mean to do the sickle cell thing and that's all since i got made redundant i feel like i feel like i don't know let's see in months years to come but i feel like there's a push in that direction um and yeah wherever the lord leads me i'll go man but yeah that's, that's yeah I, I would encourage anyone who is um married and, and, and you know seeking to be married and you know these are realities of marriage that we need to talk about with single people, people that are engaged, um, because you'll be surprised at how many people struggle behind closed doors. And then we're having to come on social media and this one's posted their child and they've posted their kid and, and, and this and that and, and a lot of it is like that, that's why we also made a conscious decision. You know, we we respect all our friends and our loved ones who do post their children. But for us there's some things that we just got to keep for us <laughs> and yeah. our friends. So, so yeah. not, not anytime soon. If we do, it'll probably be family photos. But for now, I don't think social media will be seeing, seeing yeah. my daughter's face. Yeah. yeah, What was it
0: like? Um, what was it like knowing, you know, she's born, she's at home, she's with you guys. What did it feel like being a father? Is it still surreal? Because it took me about no, it hasn't taken. I'm still here. I'm still, <laughs> you know. I'll look at my daughter and I'll be like, "Me, but me."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she'll
0: like, say, "Daddy," and I'm like, like, "Yeah." How was it for you uh, after, especially that's... after those miscarriages and everything?
1: Yeah, I haven't got to that daddy stage yet. She's like, um, <laughs> yeah. she's like, uh, twelve weeks, um, and you know, she, she just started laughing, like she's smiling, <laughs> but with, like in the last three days we've heard her laugh like you know like ha, ha, how we laugh here yeah. she's laughing like that. she laughs I'm like, like uh-huh,
2: right. uh-huh. That's no
1: but you know she <laughs>, laughs like you know the baby laugh kind of thing there's, yeah, yeah. there's a thing where you smile but laughing she just started laughing, so we're here yeah, laughing. Okay. and it's just like wow like we're taking every moment as it comes mm. uh, but I remember you know being in the hospital and I filmed obviously the birth um and just seeing her come out it's just i felt numb it's surreal i nearly fainted as well so because i was filming like from the front and i said whoa i went to the side <laughs> i went to the side i had to take the seat on the windowsill for me i said nah bro. Like, if i stay here i would have faint and i don't want these mm-hmm. nurses working on me because i'm not the person who's who's working on that yeah but um it's, it's surreal man still till today i look at her and i'm like man this is my daughter like it's not a child that I'm babysitting. It's not my goddaughter. <laughs> it's not my sibling. This yeah. is my girl, um, and yeah, it's 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 unreal, man. Unreal. I, I, you can't explain that feeling. It's different, different. You could like being a spouse, being a brother, being a, a, um, um, a, a cousin or whatever. It's got its it's got its beautiful act- things that come with that. But being a, a parent, yeah. different levels, man. <laughs> yeah
0: how is um Debo coming into motherhood
1: she's amazing honestly that girl loves her mom um she's amazing i always tell her thank you like i'm so proud of you and you're, <laughs> you're a great she's a great mother man for real like she holds it down and you know i think we just expect mothers to be super mothers and super women and stuff and so i try my best to share the load um and it's not a, a burden to me because you know I hate when we say that. uh oh, yeah, I'm babysitting. To... I'm not. I can't babysit my own child. That's my child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're both in this together. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and it's a beautiful thing, man. She, she's great. Honestly, she's. Uh, I. Uh, yeah, I can't. Can't say anything yeah. wrong at all in regards to how she is as a mother, man. It's beautiful to see, and yeah. I see her in a different light now. You know what I'm saying? I see her differently, like um
0: yeah yeah what what um what's one thing that you really really want your you know talking we're going to kind of wrap it up now but looking at a legacy imagine your daughter's 25 years old and Mm. she's doing a documentary based on her success at whatever she's doing Mm. what would you like her to say about her parents and her upbringing
1: Three things. One, my parents were imperfect believers in God. Mm. So, imperfect believers. Two, my parents were real and kept it real with me at all times. Taught me how to love, taught me how to respect, and just taught me how to be real. Three, my dad was the best Gram MC that touched his. <laughs> That's success. What else is there to do? What else is there to do? I'll walk you down the aisle and you'll be praying, playing grand, walking down the aisle. What, what, come on, that's mission accomplished for me, bro. What else is there? You know what I'm saying?
0: That's and it. Uncle DWE is in the background. Uncle
1: my, my parents, Double's there. I'm sitting at your wedding. And I'm like, listen, when I was your age, he was feeling like a wedding as well. <laughs> so for me, my parents were imperfect, God fearing people. Hmm. Two, they were real, kept it real with me. They taught me how to love, respect, and appreciate. Hmm. And my dad was the best guy
0: Gang, make sure you keep all your CDs, any flyers you got. Hundred. Uh, look, uh, okay.
1: look what's on my, my window, sir. This is from
0: oh, Sit
1: Down. <laughs> this is where we did the JME show. And it oh, says snap. here... Bro, you continue to be an asset to the kingdom of God. Always remember, it's impact over numbers only. Thank you for sharing your talent. God bless uh-huh. your heart. I see. I
0: wow. keep <laughs> things like this, man. And, <laughs> bro, and
1: she'll, she'll get to grow up and see that in the house. Bro. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Oh, man.
0: Big up, man. Um, your last question, your last question is, <sighs> your last question is, do you have a question for me? Yes. <laughs> At your face. What's you... what's
1: what's what's your vision with the sit down? Is there anywhere mm-hmm. you see it? Like, do you have a place where you'll get there, and you'll be like, "This is what I envisioned when mm-hmm. we first started the sit down."
0: Yes. Oh, hold on. Oh gosh, was my speaker? Um, yeah, I do. You know, like the vision for the sit down is, you know, the slogan is Real Lives, Real Conversation. We wanna, we wanna impact real lives and have real conversation. And I just, my vision is it's a platform that if you want to come and connect with people and display your real self, your honest self, that you will know you have to come here. So people know that mm-hmm. on their press run in America, um, if they wanna do that, they might go on a breakfast club. That's somewhere they've got to go. Or they've got to go and sit down with Oprah. Um, Or they've got to go and sit down with Letterman. I want the sit down to be that thing in your head that says, I really, I want to take off all the layers. Mm. I really want people to see who the real person is and connect with people. I need to do do the sit down. I need to have that icing. Because he'll be able to to help me unpack that. So I really want us to have that voice and that... that, um, that brand that you know. Here, if you go there, you'll get the real right. deal of that person. And, but right. also, it's an experience. So it's not there's just a th- the there's, guest.
1: There's a thing about seeing, seeing uh, a creative, the person behind the creative. Yeah. There's a thing. When I came to Mo Gilligan's one, I saw that. When I came to Jeremy's one, I saw that. Yeah. There's a difference between seeing them performing and then seeing the person behind them. But bro, mm-hmm. do you know, like you've had that in you from time do you remember interviewing Monkstar at jesus house oh snap yeah <laughs> and you sat down i was there you sat down with him um, oh, and this is where no. this is where the that
0: was the um, take notes book i i,
1: I think so The okay. take notes if it might have been i think so but around that time, there was a lot of hype because Monkstar, we heard he got saved, and we heard the armor from Nasty Crew got saved as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got Monkstar in and you interviewed him. And I was like, I see looks in his element. Mm-hmm. That's one time I saw it. The second time I saw it is your interview with Julia Danuga. I don't know if people know, but see Boy had a project one time. No. Yeah, and that yeah. was, I think, what mixtape was it?
0: That was um, The Phoenix.
1: It was the Phoenix mixtape, and you did a sit down with. Julia Adenuga, but she was mm. interviewing you. Yeah, yeah. But at that time, I said, this is what I see loves. Mm. And he just loves conversation. Mm-hmm. And obviously through our encounters and our conversations that we've had behind closed doors, you love conversation. And that's why music can never leave you. Mm. No matter if you say, oh, I haven't written a bar in five years or whatever, <laughs> music, music will never leave you, bro. It's yeah, just going to be there because you're a writer and you're a speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's you and your element, bro. So, mm. bro, I want to encourage you, you man, to keep going, bro. Like, I know that you're getting to Oprah levels soon enough, and we don't have a talk show mm. like that in the UK. Yeah, yeah exactly. We don't. Yeah. The sit-down yeah. is the perfect place for that. Mm. And you've got a strong catalogue now, strong mm. from, you know, your JMEs to Mo Gilligan to uh, Grace, Um, Skeptics Mm -hmm. Manager solid people, Mm -hmm. and it's just growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. Lord knows what 2020 would have been like if it weren't for the pandemic. So, thank God for things like 21 questions. But, bruv, honestly, man, I see this going big. You're going to quit your job in a few years, and amen, amen. For real, trust me, (laughs) for real,
0: bro. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for your time, and thank you for everyone that's come through. And, and listen, big up Becky. Becky's a, a a regular, a loyalist. She's been on these religiously. Uh, big up JK, been on it religiously. Olufemi, been on it religiously. Um, these that are coming through. And my team, big up Brianna, big up my wife, um, big up Bless. Um, like you said, that team, at the start of the lockdown, I messaged them, I said, fam, what are we going to do? Because mm-hmm. I, was just gonna, I wasn't going to do nothing. I was gonna be yeah. like, "This is gonna last what three weeks? The lockdown's gonna last three weeks, and we're back, so don't worry." Mm. And but then I messaged them. I said, "What should we do?" And then they came up with this idea: just do it on, you know, Insta Live, and you know, Twenty One Questions mm. was born. So big up on my team as well because every mm. single sit down we have done, <sighs> bruv, every single—if not for them—oh my lord! So you yeah. know, big up to them. So Bro, that's why we're on the clubhouse.
1: Yeah. yeah. Last question. Three people that you, ha- you know that there's no limits. If you were to send them an email now, they'd say, yep, I'm coming to do sit down live in London with you. They could be mm. from anywhere in the world. Three people that you know that are on your vision board that one day I want to interview this person.
0: <laughs> Don't make me bring out the vision board. <laughs>
1: You don't have to show us the video.
0: Oh, snap. <laughs> All right, let me read that for you. So, <clears throat> top of top. That's
1: number one. So, yeah. anybody,
0: so, anybody that's listening, if you have connects, you have to jump in my DMs. These are the, these are the three people. If I have them on the sit-down, after it, I can stop. I can stop. Right. I, I'm happy. Right. Number one. Number one, um, Letitia Wright. Number mm. one, Letitia that's, Wright. That's, that's
1: coming soon, bro. It's I, coming, I it's those, coming. Yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt it's it at all. Number two, hashtag murky team. The whole team? Toby, Storms, and Akua. It's, it's Toby, Storms, Akua. I need those three. Who,
1: who's Akua?
0: Akua is... A silent ninja.
1: She yeah, works. Yeah.
0: She works in that camp behind the scenes, and she makes things happen. She made the um, the Cambridge is it Cambridge or Oxford the scholarship. Oxford, yeah, she, yeah. she 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 you know she helped make that happen.
1: Uh, in the team as well, Rachel. They Rachel take, Anson. Um, no, that's, no. The, that's Oh, Rachel from the, Wired. Yeah. Yeah. The, Wired PR. The PR. Yeah.
0: And then last this one I've been chasing for. I think it's, it's going to come up to two years, but it will happen. Uh, Trapstar. Oh, So I, wanted, I want to...
1: <laughs> Look, you're saying that. Look. <laughs> Are you wearing Trapstar?
0: <laughs> yeah, Trapstar yeah. have never sat down and told their story. And I think wow. it's such a powerful, empowering, and inspiring story. Um, so I'm chasing that every single day. Every Lee, Lee from Trapstar, if this video gets to you, I send him messages maybe every two weeks, to say hi. Um, so, yeah, those three. Letitia, hashtag bro, Murky. he sees you. as he, he, he answered you? Um, not yet.
1: He sees you, bro. I guarantee you. <laughs> he does. There's going to be a time where he says, now is the
0: right time. 100% exactly. So yeah, that's yeah, when Yeah. we just keep doing our thing until we're ready to go, man. I love how
1: they're all UK as well,
0: man. Mm, Make up the UK, man. There's so many untold stories in the UK, especially... Yeah. Um, from the black community that I feel I really want want us to tell. Like, white, all other communities, definitely, but I think we have some stories here that can inspire young people, so I want to be able to tell them. But all will work within the right time, and John Beliega, John yeah. be- John be- John be- John be- we got... Yo... Anyway, they're all coming. Um, bro, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I don't want to take you too much, because I know you've got your daughter um, and you your father now, now. do you know what I'm saying? Um, but always... Yeah always a blessing because, um, uh, like I said, you set the the sit down template is down to you. If you had been all, uh, if you had been quite cagey and, um, reluctant, which would yeah. you could you could have been that's that's not a problem. I yeah. think I, I would have left it thinking, ah, can this thing really work the way I want it? Mm. But because you set the template, I knew that if Star can lay his heart on the table like that, then I can take that to everybody else and say, look, yes. this is what the platform needs to be. So I'm really, really, really yes. and thank you but for you that. But you set man. the
1: pace for that, bro. I think mm. you, you're very intricate when it comes to details. Mm. So you ask people questions that not everyone will ask. Okay. So okay. You, you, had, you had envelopes set out. Oh, yeah. And they, they were lines from my songs. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I've done that for so long. One. Yeah, yeah. sick, bro. For real, man. Oh, I
0: don't know if I say that. Big up there, bro. Yeah.
1: TV, say hello. You okay?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, guys, make sure you follow us, man. Follow us on this platform here if you're not already. We're on Clubhouse and um, doing it. We'll be trying to do it every Monday, 9.30. Um, on Monday, we're going to have a session called Alcohol and Me," looking at people's relationship with alcohol, especially through this COVID period. Um, and in general. So make sure you tune into Clubhouse, follow us on The Sit Down UK. Um, DM us your feedback. If you're in here today and you watched it, I'd love to know how you found it. So DM us, send us a message, let us know how you found it, and make sure you're checking out all the other episodes. We've got 38, I believe it's 38, yeah, 38 episodes that you can just binge. You can binge on Netflix, you can binge on Amazon Prime, but we also want you to binge on The Sit Down. And you can do that through clicking the link in our bio, and watching on our YouTube channel, all right. So, guys, thank you so much. Um, big up A star, big up Deborah, big yes, up you, man. little girl. See you soon, and um, yeah, have a great one, bro. Thank you,
2: bro. No problem.
0: no problem, no <laughs> problem, guys. Take care, and we'll see you next Thursday, 9 p.m. And we're going to be interviewing, I'm not even going to tell you, all right. <laughs> <laughs> see you then, guys. Take care,
2: take, take care. Bro.